Hello. Hi. Let's make sure this is up. Hi everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Keep Smiling Podcast. Today is a little bit different to usual. I unintentionally started this podcast as, you know, I'll do some solo ones, do some guest ones, but I've basically done only guests, which I am so thrilled about because I never thought I'd have so many people been interested in talking, in, you know, collaborating on the podcast. But today, I'm just going to take it down a notch. I'm just going to do a little raw Q&A. I ask the questions on my Instagram as usual and I'm literally just going to have a little womble, womble, ramble, <laughs> excuse me, what was that word that came out of my mouth? And I'm going to try and keep this really raw, unedited, bit of authenticism, authentic, oh my god, I can't speak, authenticism, is that the word that I'm looking for? You know what I mean. I've got my cup of tea to the side. If so, if you hear the random slurp, that is why. And I've got my new podcast mic and hopefully it sounds good because last time I was using my camera microphone and that wasn't that wasn't fun. Not at all. But either way, I'm literally going to stop this random little chat and just go straight into the questions. I haven't looked at them yet, so I'm literally just going to open it now and see what we've got and see where this tangent is going to take us. Okay, shall I just start from... Okay, there's one that's quite basic, but I think it'll be a nice introduction. Who are you and what do you do and where are you from? So I suppose this person doesn't really know me that well. But if you don't know me, my name is Lara, Lara Becker. And I do realise that I say that really bizarrely now that I have to re-listen to myself every time I edit the podcast because I'm uh, Welsh. So really, my name should be Lara with a rolled R. So now trying to say Lara in a really monotone English way is really bizarre for me to listen back to. But my name is Lara. I am based in Cardiff. What do you do? I don't know. We're in a global pandemic. I don't have a job anymore. <laughs> I uh, am a furloughed barista and I do a bit of social media. I don't necessarily profit that much from social media and it's just like a big passion project of mine. I have the YouTube, have the Instagram, have the podcast, obviously. And I've done a lot of public speaking. I've done a lot of projects with different companies. And that's just my little side thing. But come September, I'm hoping, I'm hoping with every single finger, every single limb crossed that I do manage to get my ass into university. Because come September, I am supposed to be going to uni to study sports and exercise science. Uh, there is another question on university, which I will go back to a little bit about my previous experiences with the university. Because quite frankly, I'm a dropout. Um, and yeah, that's a bit about me, I guess. I think. Is that is that right? I don't know. How do you feel about buying larger clothes? Okay, this is an interesting one. So from like 2015, 2016, it was as if my whole lifestyle was about buying clothes. Not because I was intrigued in fashion or anything, because my body was changing so rapidly. I was gaining, I was losing. I then hit the point of anorexia where I was losing really significantly, very, very quickly. And I went from a size like 10, 8 to a size, you know, 4 often being too big. So nothing fitted me. I just looked completely washed out and drained. Nothing looked good. So I kind of resorted into wearing oversized clothing, not necessarily just because the fit was, you know, it was going to fit because it's oversized, but just in a way to hide my body too. But as the years have gone on and as my body has like been continuing to grow it has been a difficult thing to me to wrap my head around because quite frankly years ago my whole life was revolved around my body getting smaller despite the body dysmorphia being so significant that I wasn't necessarily able to appreciate the fact that I was really really small 
um, it's difficult because I've had to completely flip the perception and flip my mentality towards my body because there were so many years attributed solely towards me wanting to reduce my body, make it smaller, you know, lose further weight, make sure that number on the scale continually goes down at a significant rate. So now flipping that and now trying to accept the bigger number, accept the new clothing, accept the fact that quite frankly, my body is bigger, but I've now learned that it's not bigger, it's healthier, it's stronger, it's more muscular, it's more able, it's more physically healthy, it's more durable and it's strong. And that's the thing that I have to really remind myself of. Granted, now it's a little bit... um, Every now and then I'll feel a little bit, oh God, you know, trying to find my size and often different sizes don't fit me and I'm in the double digits and it's difficult on the the, the occasions where my mindset is certainly more fragile. But now I try to not think about it. I just think, okay, I need a bigger size because it's going to look better and it's going to be, be more flattering and it'll be more comfortable and I want clothing to fit me and suit me in the way that my body has changed and evolved. And now I want clothing to celebrate my body. Now I want clothing to feel beautiful, to feel powerful, not to solely hide it. So it has been a difficult thing to me to wrap my head around. But I think over time you acknowledge it and you appreciate it. And, you know, my process of weight gain has been over about four years now. So gradually you do kind of adapt. Your mentality does progress in the sense that you don't see a number as a defining digit because, you know, in the disordered times, your it's your weight, the number on the scale, the calorie, the number on the clothing, the whole number circulation, the whole number toxicity is the only thing that kind of is important to you. So now after like four years of me trying to recover, I've gotten out of it a little bit and I feel a lot more healthier in my mindset, if that makes any sense. Mm, what should we go for next your thoughts on the good bad and ugly side of the fitness industry okay so granted my social media and my youtube was solely you know recovery based towards the beginning i think as i've evolved my content has also evolved and that's just you know how it works and that's just because i've wanted to document my lifestyle in a way that is authentic and quite frankly i have kind of entered the fitness industry um, kind of side of things there are so many positives and I'll say this countless times social media is such a positive tool and I've met so many incredible people and especially through this podcast being able to connect on a on a more personal level with people has been such an empowering thing such an incredible thing and it's encouraged me to socialize it's encouraged me to speak openly to people and you know form positive relationships and have motivating conversations so that side of social media is absolutely incredible also literally my best friends I've met on social media for that I'm overwhelmingly grateful for all the opportunities so opposingly on the other side you do get the very false side of social media you do get the people that are solely on the platform for likes and followers and most acceptance and often authenticism oh god i've tried to say that word again it's just not gonna work the authentic side of their content is very very limited and it's posed and it's a very highlighted part of their lifestyle and granted you know likewise in the sense that you want to post the highlights you don't want to post the days where you're down in the dumps and you're not looking good you're not feeling good about yourself but there is almost a comparing element and often when you're in a fragile mindset having to compare yourself continuously to people that look picture perfect photoshopped and incredible photographers and da 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 and it's then your responsibility then to decide who you follow so in terms of the fitness industry being bad it's not about the fitness industry is bad. It's about the f- who do you follow and who motivates you and who do you follow that brings you joy and brings you a sense of passion and brings you 
knowledge and education don't follow somebody for the sake of following them if they're just causing you to think negatively about you your body your lifestyle your success whatever it's just about making it a safe place for you so yes often there are negative parts of social media where it's just people wanting likes wanting followers and the whole lifestyle is revolved around that mentality and they just live for the pixels on the screen so it's just about taking a step back I suppose understanding that quite frankly social media is highlight reel sometimes people don't share everything and you, you you've just got to do that for yourself you've just got to understand that often people aren't going to put the bad days the bad angles the not so flattering side of the photo so yeah it's just it's just about you taking responsibility and who you want to follow and who you want to engage with on the platform Ah, oh, how are you? How are you? Um, I'm okay. I'm doing okay. I went on a trip to Bath a couple of days ago and it was the best. I like it was one of my favorite things because I just zoned out. I just turned my brain off and I just wandered endlessly. So I'm actually going to be going back for 2 weeks. So that'll be exciting and I think now I'm trying to appreciate and understand that I am allowed to take a break. I am allowed to have a little holiday and have a little time off. So I'm doing okay in that respect. I'm a little bit stressed, a little bit overwhelmed on the occasions. I'm, you know, I'm doing okay. I'm not not too bad. I think lockdown has certainly kind of began easing and the whole prospect and the whole lifestyle of lockdown has certainly become normalized. So a routine has somewhat been developed so I don't feel as staggered. So yeah, I guess things are slowly falling into place, which is always good. Favourite gym in Cardiff? I'm moving from Ireland in a couple of weeks time. Ooh, well, safe travels. Favourite gym in Cardiff? That's the thing. I'm not massively experimental when it comes to gyms because I'm a member of Pure Gym and I'm an extra member so I can go to any of the Pure Gyms. So I've just kind of relied on that and, you know, I've worked with them in the past and I've, you know, I love Pure Gym. Always good. But often... I do wish that I could experiment a little bit more, but that's the issue when it comes to me not having a car. But when I do go with my mate Drew, he has a car. We went to a gym called Pacific. Is it Pacific? Pacific Fitness. I I can't remember the exact title, but it's not too far away from where I live. And it's incredible. It's like the complete antithesis of your average commercial gym. And you feel so motivated. It's such like a bodybuilding, hardcore, kind of rugged gym and a bit rustic. Sometimes you need that kind of zone. Sometimes you need that kind of place just to really get your head in the game. And yeah, I checked that one out. There's also a good gym called the Compound Gym, which looks good. I haven't been myself, but there's certainly somewhere that I do want to attend in the future. Have you ever struggled with binge eating? If so, any tips on recovery? Oh my goodness. Yes, yes, yes. I think the because I speak primarily about anorexia, I think people often forget that I've also been a victim of bulimia and binge eating disorder and that whole kind of process as well which not is which isn't necessarily that fun obviously but that came as an adverse effect of me starving myself you know you starve yourself for countless times you starve yourself for hours and hours and hours trying to reduce your caloric intake and soon enough your body becomes so starving so hungry and so deprived that you just binge and you go out of control because you're so hungry your body is so depleted and you just want food so it sounds it sounds a little bit basic but tips is just to eat eat consistent meals and eat healthily and listen to your body and have the element of intuitive eating and granted that's a very 
um, outside perspective of the disordered eating because obviously there's going to be a psychological issue as to why you're starving yourself or as to why you're behaving in this manner and feeling like starving yourself is an appropriate way to cope with emotions etc so obviously focus on the core focus on the psychological issues focus on your mindset towards food which is obviously going to be the most important thing and the most important process of the recovery but as a very blatant and basic thing it's just about eating intuitively and just about eating healthily and consistently and having enough meals in a day that your body is satiated and that your body is healthy and that your body is receiving micronutrient macronutrients and is you, you know you're fueling it so you're not coming to this desperate stage at the end of the day at the end of the week where you feel so obsessed with that thought of food and you're so depleted you're so malnourished that you just immediately want to get that hit you just immediately need to fill your body with as much food as physically possible and when you go out of control um been there done that and it's not a fun thing so if you are suffering currently i'm really sorry and i hope you're doing okay make sure you speak up make sure you visit gp make sure you know you open up to your parents your family and just receive the support that you generally do deserve do you ever regret the time you lost in your childhood and your teenage life due to the eating disorder um i mean i don't regret it because I can't take it back. It's not, it wasn't a choice that I made. That's the thing that I would like to preach and I do like to highlight often is mental health and mental illnesses on a choice. So I don't regret it because it wasn't my choice and it wasn't something that I immediately put upon myself because it wasn't something that I immediately chose for myself. Often, yeah, I do look back and I do feel a sense of, you know, like I've missed out. I haven't been able to have the average childhood, the average teenage upbringing. And it was tricky and it was challenging and I faced a lot of shit in my life. Although looking back and I think negatively on some occasions, granted I know I've come out of it so much fucking stronger than I ever thought that I ever would. So I'm newly turned 20 and I feel like I've had so much life experience and so much life knowledge and so many processes in my life that granted have tested me beyond belief. I've lost people, I've had to fight, I've had to really challenged myself my health went through the roof my mental health went through the roof and everything went tits up for a period of time it wasn't fun I'm not going to glamorize it it was a shit time in my life and this is why I do on social media because I'm trying to flip that mentality use those negative experiences and apply them into something positive so you know looking back yeah there's a sense of crap I missed out on this I missed out on that I missed out on high school I missed out on this but I know that the processes that I've went through have made me so resilient and so motivated to have a life where I have value, where I have, you know, worth. It's a process that you kind of have to go through towards the journey. And once you're able to understand and appreciate the strength and the power and the lessons that you will learn from those adverse, you know, times and those challenging times and those things that really had to put a lot of stress upon yourself sorry that didn't make any sense but you know what I mean you go through shit and then you come out stronger and granted that's a very cheesy way to put it what doesn't kill you makes you stronger and all that but that's so true because now I feel so prepared for everything I feel so prepared for life I've been through too much for anything else to necessarily affect me that greatly and I've developed the tools and I've developed a foundation where I now finally feel strong I now finally feel confident in who I am what I am I'm able to categorize who's important in my life. I'm able to reevaluate who deserves my time, who deserves who deserves to be incorporated in my life. You know, I've been through a time where trust has been such a significant issue of mine where I now I'm able to kind of assess who's good for me, who's not good for me. Do I want to incorporate you within my lifestyle? Do I want to engage with you? Are you going to be beneficial? So granted, these are quite brutal and these are tools that I've developed over the past few years. 
but it's just setting me up for a positive future and I'm done with looking behind consistently and feeling a sense of pity I'm I'm all for looking upwards I'm all for utilizing those experiences of my past and applying them into something positive and going forward in a sense where I feel motivated where I have drive where I'm just finally free of my anorexia of my eating disorder of a really shitty time that I've went through I now feel so excited to go to university have a life meet friends possibly make mistakes who knows gets pit, get pissed on a night out I mean I don't drink but you know what I mean just have fun live life and have that element of freedom again and I'm just excited yeah it's shit that I lost a lot of years but I'm so gonna make up for it for everything else that I've learned god that was a bit of a tangent wasn't it can you speak Welsh yes I am first language Welsh yeah what motivated you to begin exercising okay so people who've like followed me quite a while they'll this is just I sound like a fucking broken record now so I'm terribly sorry um so I was discharged in January 2017 when I was receiving treatment for anorexia nervosa and the whole refeeding program and NHS and CAMS and all that malarkey that wasn't fun in itself but I was discharged it was more of a like a we have to have a meeting because it's kind of early discharge I was still quite underweight so months after that it was in July I ran my first 5k with my stepmom and no my sister didn't do it at that time but we had this experience we went to uh, the cancer research run and we did the 5k and it was all full of incredible empowered women you know we were all dressed up in tutus and there was crowds and crowds of positive people wanting to do this race wanting to fundraise and raise money and I did that and it was incredible because for so long I'd been bedbound. for so long you know even the idea of walking my dogs felt like this overwhelming sense of freedom and there's such an exciting process in my life that I cherish so much so therefore going on a run in a community of people which was so happy and so empowered and so excited and so just overjoyed with elation to be able to have this experience felt amazing because it wasn't about the way that my body looked it wasn't about the way that my body weighed it was about performance it was about ability it was about experience and it was about having that lifetime experience that you will cherish for the rest of your life having that medal being put around you and just being able to celebrate that it was so incredible so being able to do that I (laughs) looking back it's just it doesn't sound that uh, like that much of a good idea but it was July and then in October there was the Cardiff Half Marathon. So annually Cardiff have a half marathon in the first week of October and I did it. I signed up and I fundraised with Beat, which is an eating disorder charity and I worked hard for it. And again, it wasn't about the way that my body looked. It wasn't about losing weight. It was about eating to fuel my body, eating to fuel my runs, making sure my body was recovering and having that process where understanding a year prior, I was stuck in bed being force fed and I was sad, and I was depressed, and I was severely anorexic, and I hated every element of my life, to then fast forward a year, where I was fundraising, and raising money for eating disorder charities, and running 13.1 miles within my city, loving every single moment, other than the time that I had a panic attack at mile seven, but we'll completely ignore that, Um, but I had that experience, and it was amazing, because my body was strong, my body was able, I just did and accomplish something that I never thought I would accomplish because I never thought I would get out get out of that detrimental mindset of anorexia. So being able to win, being able to thrive, being able to cross that finish line, have that person put the medal around your neck. 
oh, it was euphoric. It was incredible. And then from that moment, I just fell in love and I fell in love with being able to challenge my body, celebrating its strengths, celebrating its abilities and going forward and being strong and being motivated and having this drive and having this power and having this strength and yeah that just got the ball rolling and then I I continued long distance running I did another two half marathons fundraising again I did a load of 10ks I was a pacer I then unfortunately managed to tear the ligaments within my ankle last year on the half marathon just because I was overtraining. I had an injury and I didn't listen to my body that's one thing that I wouldn't recommend you doing is training a half marathon when you have an injury but I didn't listen to anyone and I'm a determined stubborn little bitch <laughs> and I did it either way but instead I then embarked on my weightlifting journey where I you know was focusing my strength again and it wasn't um it yeah so it, it just got the ball rolling the running and then now I've got like a massive passion for gym and lifting and it's amazing so another question I don't want to go over to half an hour so I'll probably keep it relatively simple how do you stay consistent and knowing that your workouts are effective? Okay, so consistency is something that I've spoken about a lot because I think people struggle with maintaining that element of motivation and often it slacks and often it dips and often you don't feel as motivated to continue working out and continue having this healthy relationship and a healthy relationship with your food and body and mind. But it's not fad for me and because I've embraced it as a lifestyle choice and because I've embraced it and taken the whole thing in and changed my life gradually implementing healthy habits and routines it's something that's so steady and stuck and stable within my lifestyle which is now a routine it's just embedded in my identity so fitness isn't a fad it's not like one day I'm just like oh you know fine I'll force myself to do a workout because I'm so obsessed with it and because I'm so in love with moving with having the hit of endorphins with challenging my body with feeling powerful with progression 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 it's just something that I do because it's like an activity and it's like my playtime almost I like to do it towards the end of the day because I get all my work done get all that done and then after I can turn my brain off and just have fun and have my playtime and work out and sing along to really cheesy music quite right now I'm having a severe obsession with naughties anthems and it's almost an issue because I'm just listening to rock anthems and very cheesy songs and it's great and it's just a fun time and that's why I'm consistent is because I make it enjoyable don't make yourself work out because you're not wanting to don't force yourself to do something that you don't want to figure out what you enjoy figure out what you are passionate about and that's not something that somebody else may be you've got to find it for you if that's running if that's lifting if that's crossfit if that's gymnastics if that's swimming if that's just going on long walks and hiking just find out if you're wanting to implement activity within your lifestyle be creative be experimentative is that word experimentative you know what I mean experiment with different things be open-minded and figure out what you like because granted I'm pretty sure that you know after trying a load of different things you will finally figure out what you really do like and what really tickles your fancy and then if you enjoy it then the consistency element isn't necessarily that you have to focus on because you'd want to do it and that's what I've always wanted to do is just have that love for it and have that passion for it which I have now and that's why I train so consistently and that's why I love it so much and that's why it's just such a massive part of my life okay I'm going to end on this question how to be confident and stop worrying about what other people think about you Ugh, this is a podcast in itself. I don't know. It's just such a complex situation, especially when you're so young and especially when you're in like that high school period and that university period, you're surrounded by people and you feel as if you're consistently surrounded by judgment. 
Um, I really had to face this hurdle when I went through the eating disorder and having people witness me, you know, becoming a very isolated anorexic, you know, consistently having panic attacks. I'd have almost panic attacks about having panic attacks because I hated people seeing that I was running out of um, classes because I do that consistently. And then I had to sit my exams in isolation. But then also, even when I got, you know, to this healthy place, when I started my YouTube channel, that scared me shitless because... I then put myself on the internet and I was so consumed and so consumed with the anxiety of people worrying, not worrying, of people judging me and having a perspective upon me. But over time and once you figure out you and once you're solidified in what you're passionate about and what your identity is and you've almost evaluated your characteristics and you feel confident within yourself, you don't give too much of a shit about other people because you're so self-assured within yourself. Like I'm not saying that necessarily in a narcissistic way. I'm saying in a way that once you have developed the capabilities of being able to be proud of yourself and understand that your acceptance of yourself and self-love and self-appreciation is the main thing and the most important thing everything else becomes secondary everything else becomes last like who cares about what other people think if you're happy within yourself if you feel confident if you feel motivated if you're successful in something that you are passionate about and if you're consistently thriving in what you think is positive for you then who cares about other people? Because, you know, allow yourself to flourish individually. Allow yourself to be you and whoever wants to support you and whoever wants to join you upon that journey, that's incredible. But if there are somebody who wants, you know, wants to throw throw around those negative comments about you, then more fool them because quite frankly, in that moment, you're happy and you're pleased and you're supported and you are motivated towards something that brings you a sense of happiness and joy. So why let those negative comments and why let those negative Nancys and Karens affect you? You know, it's a long process to accept and it's a long lesson to learn because we're so consumed with other people. We're so worried about other people's perspectives and opinions and judgments. So just just be selfish, honestly. How to, you know, not math, uh, not worry about other, what people think about you. Just be selfish, Focus on you. Make sure you're happy with yourself because that is the single most important thing. And once you have that note fixated and once you have that pinned within your mind that, quite frankly, you are the priority no matter what, then things begin falling in place. Anyway, we have almost reached half an hour mark and I think I'm going to wrap this up. I quite like this. It was nice just to do a very casual solo episode and not have to have a Zoom call and not have to have an organized meeting. It was a little bit more raw and a bit more bit more tangenty so yeah I hope you guys enjoyed a bit more of a short one a bit more of a sweet one and yeah if you like this make sure you message to say that you'd like some more shorter solo episodes and yeah I hope everyone's doing all right I hope you enjoyed I'm gonna wrap it up here because I need to take my dogs out and take the washing out of the <laughs> the I was gonna say dishwasher and it's certainly not dishwasher it's a washing machine and yeah I will talk to you in the next episode of believe me and strength and keep smiling bye